This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Podcast. And we're here today in our new digs, right, dude? Yes, we are. What do you think? Uh, they're digs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're new. <laughs> it's cabana, right? It's, it's uh, Yeah, it's co- it's cabana. That's it's, what the name of it oh, is. Oh, that makes sense. But it's it's powered by Ad Large. That's correct. And it, we love it. We're going to be very happy here. A little cozy. It's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal for us. Yeah. And we're happy about it. So um, what would you do this week? Oh, <laughs> so I was going to tell you... Um, this morning, I was uh, dropping off my 10-year-old, and my other two kids were in the, in the car because my wife is pregnant and very pregnant, and I'm taking the kids to school. So I pull over to let them off at the sidewalk through the crosswalk, and this other minivan, I have a minivan, of course, and I'm proud of it. This other minivan pulls up and, and passes, starts passing me and going right into the crosswalks. So I was like, I hung my horn a few times. She stopped, and I pulled up to her. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> she said, Oh, I didn't know you were, I thought you were pulled over. I said, I was pulled over, but you're blocking the crosswalk and my kid can't cross the street. Oh my gosh, you're so like, bitter. Uh, no. Was she terrifying? No, I was terrified. Yeah, okay. I was mad. I was like, "These, how do you, you have a minivan, you just dropped off a kid. How are you not stopping at the stop sign by a crosswalk where all the kids, all the kids cross the same crosswalk? Oh, I know. Like, what are you doing? And it's not where the crossing guard is. The crossing guard's at the other one, but this one, like everyone knows you stop and kids cross. Like, what are you doing? It's it's really freaky. You know what? I, I freak out about driving anyway, but every time I go near a school now or a crosswalk or anything, I'm always terrified of that kid that's going to run out because there's always that kid that's going to run out because he's either late or something's happening. I know someone who, who killed a kid at school. At school. Oh, that's so terrifying. See, like a six-year-old behind his car didn't see the kid. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, that, that would be the end for me. I don't think I could get past that. That's, yeah. No. So probably nothing worse than that. Oh, boy. And, you know, we do follow the news, even though we don't report on a lot of really bad news because we just want it to be a great show and empowering people. There's um, a couple of things going on today. Of course, the school shootings were last week, and we, everybody's going on and on and on about them. And we want to say stop, right? Stop. No, it's just, uh, just uh, how do you, it's, it's very frustrating. How do you even stop? How does it how does it come to an end? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know what the answer is. And I wish I did. And I'm sure everybody else wishes they did. But um, it always kids shouldn't be scared to go to school. 
I know that's the you know what it's and so I, weird. As a parent, shouldn't be scared to drop my kids off at school. Absolutely, and, and now, I, I, now I am. I feel bad for you. I like I feel bad for my kids who have children. I feel bad for my son who's a principal of a school, and my daughter-in-laws that teach at school. It it's terrifying to me that. And I said to my son one day, they sh- they've got to be like on lockdown in school, and he's like, Mom, don't you listen to the news? Don't you know what's going? And he's it's right, but. You know, my day we dropped your kid off at school and they were good. So now it just really is horrifying for these poor kids. And I'm sorry about all that. And I hope that stops soon as well. Me too. But in the meantime, I can't wait to tell you who we have here. Oh, my gosh. I was super excited that she said yes to this. because She is like badass tough. And I'm not kidding. Badass tough. When you see her pictures online of how she looks, like it's like, holy cow. Is that human? <laughs> That's what I think. She is amazing. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her because she's badass tough in a couple of ways. So today's guest has a unique and compelling love story, to say the least. Jamie Hess is an extremely successful lifestyle PR executive in New York City and founder of Instagram's at NYC FitFam, who suddenly found herself deeply in love with two dynamic forces, George and Jim right? Although instantly attracted to George, a high-powered music marketing mogul she'd met on a blind date, Jamie couldn't and wouldn't let the attraction alter her true love and physical longing for Jim, right? (laughs) Here to tell us how she successfully kept both her relationships with George and Jim going strong, even after the addition, another one of a third love, Mason, we welcome the beautiful Jamie Hess, founder of the popular Instagram account at NYC Fit Fam. Yay! Hello. We are so excited you're here. What a fun introduction that was. <laughs> I bet people are really wondering what the heck is going on in my life. Yeah, you you really got it rocking, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So let's really explain to them your attraction to George and Jim. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I met my, thank you, I met my now husband, George, uh, like you said, on a blind date. It was about six or seven years ago, seven years ago now. And uh, we immediately bonded over our mutual love for the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We both realized quite quickly that we were, uh, you know, workout fans and, um, it's interesting. There's a 20-year gap uh, age difference between the two of us, but our shared passion being fitness, and then the other shared passion we have is dance music. They're very youthful passions, right? So um, the, immediately the age thing kind of went out the door, and from our first date, uh, and I know this sounds cheesy, I can't help it, but literally when we walked in that restaurant, we were married. Like, that was it. That is cute. We, You know, and but... In today's world of internet dating, if I had seen him on paper or on an app, I don't know that I would have gone on the date, right? Because there's an age difference. There's all these things. So thank God that the stars brought us together. And actually, a good friend of ours brought us together, a mutual friend. And um, and we met. And so the foundation of our relationship was very much formed at the gym. Um, he started coming with me to Barry's Boot Camp, which was a big oh, yeah. love of mine. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. I've been. Okay, so it's really, really fun. It's a, a great workout and a boutique fitness class that's kind of all the rage here in New York. 
And he said to me later on, you know, I was hoping I didn't like have a stroke on the treadmill next to you. Like that's an intense class. <laughs> but I wanted him to come try it. And he did. And we fell in love there. You know, it's uh, fitness is if you look at it the right way, it's very playful and it's fun. And I think neither of us ever really looked at it as a chore. I definitely see it as as more of like an opportunity and something that I get to do with my body and um, a way to enjoy my life. And so when the time came to propose to me uh, a couple months into our relationship, pretty pretty early on, um, but we were both sure, he did so on the treadmills at Barry's Boot Camp. Wow. That's amazing, <laughs> right? That's well, the place. Yeah. It's, a, it's the spot. And um, it was our temple. You know what I mean? It's where it was the bedrock of our relationship. And so, of course, I said yes. And um, what happened was both of us had always loved fitness. But, you know, I think we looked at it as like a means to an end. We went to the gym to look good, to lose weight, whatever. Together, as a couple, what we found was a fitness community. Um, you know, we developed uh, – by the time I had my baby shower, I was actually looking over all my tables and I was like, wow, I had never really had that many girlfriends. And by the time I had this baby shower, my tables were overflowing because we had made this incredible community of mutual friends through fitness and through – that becoming the totality of our lifestyle and really kind of like digging in there. That is so cool. Yeah. And that's what spurred us to start NYC Fit Fam because we kind of had this public-facing persona as a fit couple. And so we started this Instagram account just to share our, our journey and our adventures in fitness. What it ended up becoming as it kind of took off, really unbeknownst to us, we were just going to share some pictures. <laughs> Next thing you know, the followers started growing and growing. And it really became, it's more of a hub of, of wellness. I think uh, we focus on fitness, nutrition, mindfulness, and conscious parenting. But really, I think people just look at us as like a family who kind of has it together. Like, And I think in today's world, like that's enough. Yes. And people want to know how you do it. So we share. I think that's amazing. You know why? Because you're right. It is It is when I read your posts and when I see that and I see what other people post about, it is how you guys do it together, how you stay together, how you play together and how you work together. And you're all both working for a common goal. So I think that's really, really amazing. And did you get like kind of pushback when, from your family at the age difference or no? Um, I didn't. And it's funny. Um, you know, my mom... Um, is remarried. She, her husband's a little bit younger than her, and mine's a little bit older than me. So they're actually the same age. No way. <laughs> oh, For no. real? But wow. you know, you know what? In today's world, because my mom also has little ones with her um, her second husband. She has two sets of twins, and my husband has grown kids. Um, they're in their early thirties and late twenties, and um, and early twenties. So he's three. And uh, so all of us, I always joke that, like, if you looked at, uh, like, a, a Christmas card of all of us together, we would look like a Mormon polygamous sect. Like, oh, we wouldn't no. know, like, who <laughs> went with what, like, you know. But um, that is the modern family. It that, is. That it is, is the modern wow. family. It is. Blended families, is, it's everything anymore. Really. And we're all best friends. I mean, we're truly best friends. We spend so much time together. And, um, you know, it. the numbers really just fly out the window. It's really just about, it's all love. Right. This makes me think of um, being at the gym and, as people know, it releases endorphins. Mm 
mm-hmm. right? And it might be a really good way to help relationships because you, you're both there. You're both releasing endorphins. Then you're going out and spending time together. After that, you're still riding that high at the gym, and it gives you a chance to be in that good mood and be together. It, it could be like a, you know one of those secrets of, of, of relationships. I, think I never it thought is. of it that way. Yeah. It's so true. I talk about it all the time on NYC Fit Fam because, again, you know, it can be more than a means to an end, right? So for us, the nice byproduct is that, yeah, you look better and so you're more attracted to each other and that helps your relationship. But also we're proud of ourselves. We're proud of each other. We set goals and we train for them together. I had never run. I, had, I was not a runner, okay, at all. Uh, I couldn't run from here to the end of the block. Um, George, my husband, he ran track in high school. So he had done like track running, but never distance. A friend asked us to do a 5K, a charity 5K. And I was like, oh, so I'm a jerk if I don't do your 5K because right. it's charity. Okay, I'll yeah. do your 5K. So I, we went out to Central Park and uh, we were going to – we knew we should train. So we went to Central Park and I tried to run one mile and I doubled over halfway through and I started crying because I was so frustrated that I could not do it. But we had set a goal together that we were going to do this 5K. So I, went, I went, went back the next day and then I went back the next day. And I built myself up until I did this 5K. I jig-jogged it. I mean, you know, full transparency. But we did it. And we were so proud of ourselves. And I was like, well, that was fun. So we started doing more of them. And then we started doing 10Ks. And then we tried a half marathon. And eventually, we both ran the New York Marathon in 2017. That's great. But the the marathon was the icing on the cake. The fun part? was training together for a goal and like geeking out on running gear and getting really hmm. into it and shopping for the stuff. And, you know, that is such a, a rich part of our relationship that, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, that common bond has to be extremely strong. It has to be. And I feel much better about myself because the, the age difference between me and my wife is only 14 and a half years. There so. you go. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for coming today. <laughs> that, that is just, and you know what? Wait, you weren't always a big Fitness freak, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you did your typical 20s. Everybody does the, the, the whole 20-year-old thing. And then you got into fitness, correct? That's correct. I came up, uh, you know, I grew up just outside of New York City. And then I moved to the city. I went to NYU. And um, all throughout my growing up, I was a party girl. You know, mm-hmm. I loved I loved the party. I wanted to be on the guest list, know the DJ, you know, the red carpet. Right, 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 right. The whole thing. And, um, you know, it's really funny. I don't know if you're familiar with Gabby Bernstein. No. So she's a spiritual guru. She's like she's like a, a young, hot spiritual guru. She's very, very popular on the scene. Google her. You'll love her. Um, but I heard her speak recently, and she said, you know, there was this movement like about 10 years ago where all the girls that used to want to be Carrie Bradshaw – all of a sudden wanted to be Wayne Dyer, who's the the big spirituality yeah, yeah, of course. guru. Right? It's like there was this shift, this cosmic shift. All the girls that were like drinking Cosmos and going to like, you know, the, the nightclub lounges wanted to be like on the – they were on the wait list at SoulCycle. Like the, drinking kombucha. Yeah, drinking kombucha. And that was like the new cool, right? right. So I think it's a logical progression um, to kind of make this shift – from wanting to be the cool party girl, and then you burn out. You might burn out. I burnt out. Um, I actually, uh, you know, got sober and did a real life shift, which was, um, which I'm an open book about. It's actually one of the things I'm proudest of in my my world. Um, but it led me into this fitness thing, and I'll tell you what: anybody who liked the shared energy of 
the music and a tribal kind of commun- communal beat on a dance floor finds it at Barry's Boot Camp or Soul Cycle or any of those places, that's that's my endorphin rush. That's my high. That's my nightclub. That's awesome. That's an awesome way to put it. And you said you got sober. Did you you had like a full were you a full on alcoholic? Did you or you just felt like you were just too much? Yeah, you know, I think in my twenties I just took a step back and took a hard look at my life and um just realized it had been really focused in one area and like it just wasn't at a certain point, um you 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 find yourself dancing around in a nightclub at five in the morning and you're like, is this it? You know? Right. I don't think this is it. And, you know, but it took for me a real step back and then to regroup and then pivot. So that's that's my story. It's yeah. great that you were able to do that. A lot of people haven't done it or can't do it. Absolutely. Right. And they don't see it. They don't see right. it's time to move on or time to go further. So then you went, you just went full bore into fitness or did you have like a friend that said, hey, let's start working out or how'd it work then? I've always, uh, I've always loved fitness. I've always loved being an athlete. I was a competitive horseback rider growing up. Um, but again, like I said, I, it was a means to an end because I spent many years with a, you know, a weight yo-yo and a diet yo-yo fad diets, all of this, Um, you know, eating disorders when I was younger, definitely struggled with those. So just a lot to really kind of overcome and find my footing. And like I said, I loved the gym, but it was really when I met George that something clicked with the two of us and we, um, it became a lifestyle. That's awesome. Jamie, give us some hacks. Like the younger girls listening, give us some ideas like you you went through eating disorders, which is hard to believe now when they look at you. But tell us, like, little things that you learned, trained yourself to do mm-hmm. that helped you through those things. Uh, absolutely. So a lot of people ask me about motivation and, and getting to the gym. And I think that's um, first and foremost. And I, I said earlier, it's really a lot about perspective, right? It, I reframe everything. The gym is not a chore. It is not a chore to me. It is an opportunity. It is a gift. It is something I find to be fun. Um, For me, I focus on the music, not the pain, (laughs) you know, that I'm in. Um, I choose to focus on the music. Um, I have little hacks when I'm running that are as simple as raise your sight line. Like when I'm running a race and I'm just really in my head like this sucks, this sucks, I usually find that I'm also looking at the ground and looking at my feet. All of a sudden, if I raise my sight line to the trees, I'm in Central Park. I'm next to other humans. It's a beautiful day. I'm so grateful I have two legs to run on. It is so much about perspective, but you have to train your mind to go there when you're in the middle of working out in the pain. Um, Again, I'm not always motivated, but I have uh, hacks like using an accountability buddy. So George and I will often be accountability buddies for each other. And that might mean something as simple as, okay, I've committed to run three miles on the treadmill. Um, When I get to the gym, you know, it's real easy to do two miles and hop off and convince yourself to go text in the locker room, you know, and just like give up. And uh, when I tell him I'm going to do three miles before I leave and I say, I'm going to send you a picture of that treadmill dashboard when it clicks over three miles – that is a simple, simple hack that keeps me accountable. I mean, I have I have hacks like I'll literally go to the gym on my way to work, on my way to the subway, and put my house keys in a locker and lock it and then go to work. So I have to go get them on the oh, way home. What a great So I have that's to a, go that's there. A, that's a good one. That's excellent. You know, little teeny things just to – because 
I'm not always motivated. Sometimes I have to trick myself, you know? Right. I, I truly do. And you find that it's, and, and uh, we, my kids, well, I grew up in the sports nutrition industry for 25 years. That's where I've worked. But um, we find that you're the easiest person to lie to yourself. You can wake up, oh, I'm tired. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my knee. Right. Oh, yeah. And you'll believe yourself. Oh, it's it, true for me. Always. <laughs> Everything hurts. <laughs> I live across the street from the gym, and I, I don't always go. And right. so it's, it's, perspective is such a, it's such a simple thing, but it's, it's so spot on. It's all about how you look at things. It's, that's brilliant. To, and aren't you always so happy when you do go? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like there's never a workout that you're going to regret. So right. another little tip is just being able to kind of play that mental tape through to the end. When you're in your bed and it's like, oh, but it feels so good to sleep. Being able to access that part of your brain that remembers how good you're going to feel at the end. Um, you know, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. But it's all about um, discipline and creating new habits. Right. You know, so, you know, so you get what I call smart feet. They just go to the gym. They just put on right. the running shoes. Smart you know, feet. I like that. You don't think. Uh, I can think my way out of a lot of things. Right. And so so then you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Did, did you continue with the gym through your pregnancy? I did. So I took off the first trimester. I took it easy. Um, I protected my pregnancy. Um, and then I jumped back in for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was really important to me to have a fit pregnancy. I know it's the best for the, ba- the baby and also for an easier delivery. Um, and, uh, and number two, for my own mental health. I right. mean, three months on the couch was just – it was too much. So I was like itching to get back. I was very careful. Um, I, I did a lot of learning. Um, it's very hard for me to temper myself at the gym. So George would come with me and he would run on the treadmill next to me. And if I if I started to put the, the dashboard up above like a 5.0, he would put it back down. Like he would literally <laughs> run slowly next to me to make sure that I was just keeping everything at a moderate pace. He loves you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a great it's one. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We're very blessed. But um, I'll tell you something. I was in better shape throughout my pregnancy than I've been in my entire life. And I've never felt better. And I fully attribute it to how I was able to bounce back after baby, which happened rather quickly. Wow, that is amazing. And your delivery was normal, easy? My delivery was normal and, and pretty easy. And um, and then life afterwards, you know, one of the the biggest hacks, the biggest tips, if you are a mom, well, if, if you're a human, actually, right. is schedule, schedule, schedule. If we don't schedule, it's not happening. So we fully, fully account for our entire week, usually on Sunday nights. That's when we kind of sit down and regroup. Um, you know, I like to take boutique fitness classes, so you have to sign up for them all. It's very competitive in New York. Everything's a wait list. So that's actually helpful because I have to plan ahead. Right. Um, but we plan, like, with military precision – Um, As a for instance, you know, this morning I got up and out. um, I knew I wanted to do some abs before a 6 a.m. soul cycle class. I got to the gym at 530, did some abs, you know, pop next door, did soul cycle at six. And then I ran home so I could kind of, you know, tap out and let George go, um, you know, because somebody has to be home with the baby. So we usually switch off morning child care or I'll take one morning and he'll take one morning. And another thing that we actually did that we've gotten a lot of, there's been a lot of articles written about this. Something clicked. People thought it was pretty cool. So this is something that I shared and it kind of went viral. Very simple concept. We kind of flipped date night on its ear. So people told us after um, we had the baby, make sure you do date night. You guys have to do date night to preserve your relationship. And so 
we kind of dutifully did that, right? We like got dressed up and we made the reservation at the cool restaurant and we would go out. And every single time we would come home feeling kind of lousy because we probably ate, we eat very clean. We usually cook ourselves and we just, we ate food we didn't really mean to eat and we spent a ton of money. And to be honest, that's not really what we like to do with our time. Right. So finally I said like, why are we forcing ourselves to do this? So instead of hiring babysitters from 6 to 10 p.m. on a Saturday, we hire them from 6 to 10 a.m. And we sign up for a 5K, you know, or we run a, we, we run a race. We do, we do a thing. We do something That's together. Awesome. Something you, what you like something, to do. And then on, maybe on the way home, we stop at the diner and have some healthy egg whites and some grown-up conversations. So we get our time in. It's not, but, like, that's what we like to do. That's awesome. And how old's Mason now? So he's two and a half. Oh, that's a fun age. It's such a fun age. It is such a fun age. Yeah, yeah. you have a two and a half year old. Uh, right? My daughter, yeah, just t- is two and a half. Amazing. Her, she's born uh, October fifth. Is her birthday? Do you hear a lot of why? Because that's all we hear. But why? 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 No, she's not doing the why. She just t- she says no. No, you hear a lot of <laughs> and no. She's funny. Like you know, uh, I worked in the music business a long time, so I just sing random songs. Just yep. out, like, and I, I, was, I was doing Peter Gabriel. I was like, shock the monkey, and then behind me, she's like. Shock the monkey. Mm-hmm. She starts singing it. It's just hilarious. <laughs> and then I want to try to tape her to sing it. It's like, come on, shock the monkey. She's like, nope, won't do it again. No, she'll shake her head now. She's 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 funny. She's a she's a ball buster. Yeah. yeah. So ours is quite precocious. It's funny because my husband works in the dance music industry. So he represents all these um, EDM artists. I don't know if you're familiar with that format, but it's electronic dance music, mm-hmm. and that is our kind of shared passion as well. So he represents all the biggest like DJs in the world. So. <laughs> Mason listens to a lot of EDM. Oh wow! <laughs> and he's two and a half, but he could tell you. He could tell you different artists. If you say, Mace, what do you want to listen to?" He'll say, uh, "Deep House Relax playlist on Spotify." Like, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he's like a little Ibiza baby. Nice. <laughs> it's so funny. Tiesto, please. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Oh, sure. that is so fun. He calls Armin Van Buren Uncle Armin. Like he, oh. yep. No, it's that very is funny. so so fun. Yeah. So what is like? What's in the future for you guys? Like, or do you think you're going to take it further? I mean, you should definitely because your Instagram is just great. Thank I'm, you. It's really fabulous, and you have a website as well. Yeah, we do. It's such a great question. You know, it's so interesting because in today's world, like, it's very common to do what we do, which is just to have two full time jobs. Like, I have a full time job. I'm a publicist. I have been for twenty years. I love my job. I represent brands. I'm a brand strategist. That's who I am. I'm not looking to leave that job. Um, on the side, which what started as kind of my side hustle and my little fun extra project really became a second career. But it's also a hobby for George and I to do together. And that is NYC Fit Fam. So we have the Instagram account. We have, you know, the, the blog. Um, essentially, we're taking it day by day. It grows so much and so quickly. And what I've started to do now is to do a lot of broadcast appearances as a wellness expert. I was on Dr. Oz a few times this uh, this year already. And, you know, what's happened is people, the amount of messages I get with people reaching out, you know, all sorts of different people, teenagers in, you know, the middle of the country and moms who are, you know, just learning to kind of pull it together and, you know, people saying, I've been struggling with weight my whole life and can you help me? What's interesting is I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm just a fitness and wellness enthusiast enthusiast who likes to share what worked for me. And in today's world with Instagram, that's enough. Exactly. And it's very cool. It's very cool because you do a very good job. And you know what I like? She includes a lot of her family. 
in it. Mm-hmm. Well, we well, have to tell them who fans. your family sure. is because they won't. I just saw that your mother, who is Joan London, yes. was looking to lose weight and you were giving her some advice. Yes, it's so great. So my mom is Joan London. She hosted Good Morning America for uh, 20 years. And, um, you know, she's my best friend. Uh, we're extremely close. I have always looked up to my mom, of course, as one does. But she's always been my role model and just my North Star of who I want to be in this world. I watched her. You know, she lost a lot of weight after having three kids. Right. And she really became an advocate for women's wellness and health and taking control of your health. I watched her inspire millions of women, you know, for years. And that's kind of what I set out to do with NYC FitFam, just to be a source of inspiration. And so, she, you know, she's doing great. But after her cancer battle, um, she had to be very kind to her body. And she realized recently that, she, you know, maybe it was time to, like, kind of pull it back together. So she, like, it, it all came full circle. She kind of came to me and said, all right, I love NYC FitFam, yeah. yeah. what do I got to do? <laughs> And so it's been a really fun journey, and she, I'm so proud of her. Yeah, she and she is one tough mother. There's no doubt about it. What, how many kids does she have? So there's seven of us total. Yes. I have two sisters. Yeah. And then she has four little ones. It's, it's amazing wow. to me, and I think that's, you know, it's a real um, a real credit to her as a parent for you to say the things you said. Even, okay, so my oldest one is 36. So when they say stuff like that, you're always like, Oh, man, maybe it got through. So, Joan, it got through. <laughs> it got through. It got through big time. I mean, my sisters and I just, you know, we idolize her um, for for all the right reasons. She's just the best mom and, and the best friend. I'm and glad now to the hear best, that. The yeah. best JoJo. We don't use the G word. Oh. She's not grandma. She's JoJo. That's uh. cute. That's really cute. It's so cute to see her with the little guys. Yeah. Now, should she have more than your grandson? Yeah. Or so your my son? yep, my sister um, has two kids as well. My okay. middle sister, and then my youngest sister is getting married this year. Oh, congratulations! Nice. Well, it's really you know you're very inspiring on Instagram. Again, I I see so many people, young and old, like commenting or making comments on your posts, and that's what really drew me to you because every time I looked at, it, I was like, wow, they're always together. Like you and your husband are always together posting or, or posting pictures of yourselves doing things, and I thought that was really really amazing. Yeah, we're so blessed, you know, and NYC Fit Fam has allowed us to 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 really like let this part of our life flourish and um has inspired us to do all of these different things. Like uh, in June, I'm doing um, a 30 and 30 challenge. So I'm taking 30 different fitness classes in 30 days. Wow. And then I kind of challenge our followers to to follow along and participate. So if they just work out for 30 days consecutively and post about it, they have chances to win prizes every week. Well, that's bringing me into 30 new fitness studios that I wouldn't have gone to. Like, how cool is that? Cool. It is, I mean, to me, that's like, you know, and... Um, we do things like running tourism. Like we, we went to Amsterdam to run a, you know, a half marathon or, you know, we, we ran along the Mediterranean Sea in Ibiza or, oh, you know, oh, wow. we've done these things and we, we do, we travel, um, you know, based around fitness and to bring, you know, content and adventures to our followers. Do you think you'll have a podcast? We've talked about it. I think you should. We've we should, have, we should do, hook them up with a podcast. Okay, I'll make it happen. We'll produce it. It's yeah. very nice. We have talked about it. It's funny. We used to have um, an EDM podcast that we did together um, called This Is EDM. And we, you know, talked about the the hottest songs of the moment. And um, and it was very fun. And we loved doing it. But, right. you know, we just, life gets busy. But, uh, but yeah. You know what we are talking about doing? Uh, well, we're doing it, actually, right now is... Um, 
a recipe. Uh, I wouldn't say a cookbook. I would say a recipe booklet. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be uh, something for our followers um, for us to share with them that, that will be kind of a downloadable moment. But we've been asked so much to share um, our recipes. And it's so funny. George is the chef in our family. We have a bit of a, a non-traditional relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have we're really a fifty-fifty couple, right? We co-parent. We we just you know we both work. We both do whatever, and then we both have our lanes. And cooking is his. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, one of the things you would ask me when we had initially been talking on email was like, how do you? Um, what are some healthy like snack hacks for yes. kids? Well, one of the most fun things about, um, you know, just living this wellness-based lifestyle and having George always be kind of recipe developing is including Mason. And it does not have to be expensive to feed your kids healthy food. I'm so it happy to hear that. It does not have to be expensive. If you want to go out and buy everything, you know, pre-made and ready-made and organic cookies and snacks, that might cost you a little more. But that's not how we do it. I mean, one of our favorite things um, – to make with Mason is homemade granola. It costs us, we were, I was literally looking because before I came, I wanted to have a couple things in my head. I was getting the bags out of the things we put in the granola. I was like, okay, this, you know, the, the rolled oats, 97 cents was the bag. And, you know, this, that. We make the whole thing for about $4. And Mason participates. And most important, we know what's in there. Right. We know how much sugar. You know, granola is something in particular. If you buy it prepackaged, it tends to be very high in sugar. Ours isn't. But, you know, it's it's a double win because we make it together and then we enjoy it. That's great. Anything else? Another one for kids. Another one. I mean, so look, we're big on fruit in our family. Fruit is nature's candy. Um, I just, I love fruit. And if after Halloween, we had all this candy and chocolate and I would offer it to Mason. I'm not, I'm, I, we don't deny him anything. He can have whatever he wants. But he was like, no, I'd prefer raspberries. Like he's just, you know, it depends hmm. on what you bring them up with. And he would just prefer it. We, um, I love dried fruit for kids. We happen to have a, a dehydrator. It was not very expensive. I think it was about $60, but it has paid for itself 10 times over because we use it all the time. You can also use your oven. Um, but dried fruit is a great snack. You know, there's certain places where I would say maybe make a little bit of a, a, a higher spend. Like we'll do um, uh, ants on a log, right? So we do celery with a little peanut butter in it, some raisins. I would suggest um, going, you know, one one click up with your peanut butter choices, your nut butter choices, and don't get the generic store-bought brand with all the sugar in it, right. but get, get one that's a little healthier. So making some smart choices, but it does not have to be expensive. You're so right. And people, I know that we've gotten this question before. Mothers will be like, well, my kids won't eat vegetables. We'll give them fruit. I tell that when my kids were having their children, they'd say, well, ma, they don't eat vegetables. I said, we'll substitute it with a fruit. Right. Because they're going to have the same content of, of vitamin value, mm -hmm. and it's just, and they're going to eat it, and they're not going to be for it's not meal time does not have to be a battle. Right. You don't have to battle your kid at meal time. So yeah, that's awesome. These are great. I did hear one hack recently too, um, because my ten year old suffers from allergies. I said pineapple actually helps with allergy symptoms. Oh, that's like interesting. The, the pollen and everything. Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just saw it recently. I just bought a pineapple. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. I don't know if it works yet, but I'll let you know. Yeah. They, they say it does. That's really interesting. So so let's just real quick recap this. So my thought is for, for young couples out there, do something together. Mm -hmm. and, it, and you may not like the gym, but try it. Give it a shot. Like figure out something that you can spend time that you have a common goal, a common interest and help each other through, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find something you like together. You know, 
it might it might be a boot camp. It might not. It might be a spin class. It might not. Maybe you like lifting weights. Maybe you like taking walks. But find some sort of a goal. Or maybe you're more driven by rewards. So book a trip somewhere where you have to wear a bathing suit and give yourself eight weeks together mm-hmm. to get in the groove and make it a fun challenge, you know. But I love goal setting. I think right. it's I think it's a really important part of fitness. I do too. In my experience, I was uh, certified as a trainer, and uh, in my experience, men and women both like to hit things, like hitting a bag, <laughs> like taking a class. Especially when you see someone do it for the first time, like it's such a way to get out of aggression and also get fit. You know, you, you see someone just like punch something for the first time like wow it's, just, yeah. it's like releasing that power so totally yeah. but i i think also just being open minded right so i never thought i liked boxing it's still not my favorite thing but if george ever wants to take a boxing class like i'll try any new boxing class he has literally taken bar classes with me like he's such a good sport and a lot of the time we're doing it for you know, one of our YouTube, uh, you know, episodes or something like uh, we did this, how to stay fit with your when traveling with your baby. Um, And we did a whole segment down in Washington, D.C. And so one of the boutique fitness classes that actually has childcare down there, which is so rare, um, was bar three in in Washington, D.C. So I said, you have to take this class with me for it's for YouTube. (laughs) So he did. He was definitely the only guy in the class. There was about 50 women in the class and him. But um, but just be a good sport because it's right. fine. It's forty five minutes. You know, don't. It's not so serious. Like oh, well, I don't like running. All right. Well, you know, giving something a shot. You know, can be really worth it. And you might discover something that you actually do like. Maybe you didn't like it when you were twenty, but you like it when you're forty. You know, right. you never know. Great there, advice. There's Jamie. so much. Wow. Right. There's so much to do with fitness there's wise. So there's much. so many different things. You could find something you like. Yeah, get your face out of the television. Get your face out of the phone and spend time together doing something. Yeah. And that's obviously what you guys are doing because it's it shows. And in your relationship, it'll show as well. Well, I'm super excited about it. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, and you get your one tough mother shirt. And I bought one for your mom. Oh, nice. If anybody deserves one, it's definitely your mom. Oh. Seven kids. Oh, she'll love it. Oh, my gosh. So, um, Jamie, where can people find you? Give us all your hands. Yep. So nycfitfam.com. But first and foremost, check us out on Instagram. That's really where we share most of our content and our tips. And um, we share there just about every day. So nycfitfam. Thank you, Jamie. Have a great day. Thank you. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back. And wow, she's awesome. I'm telling you, Jamie, you rock. You just absolutely rock. Um, I want to be a personal trainer, Seth. Does it, it's not really that hard, is it? Well, I just got certified. I never actually practiced. I, I, I trained a couple of people, just uh, friends. I didn't really uh, try to make a business out of it because then my life uh, took some changes. But um, she definitely inspired me to get back in the gym. Me too, more. man. She's yeah. rock. Uh, she is amazing. An amazing, she's really regimented too. Like really, yeah. Like she's like military regiment. Yeah, have a few more kids and come come talk to me. Yeah. All right? <laughs> In the meantime, it's headaches and headlines. All right, and you know we gotta get better with some more like headlines and less headaches because these headaches are giving me a headache. <laughs> okay. Yes, um, many Americans struggle to pay basics. Uh, United Way study uh, stated in Axios uh, found that 40% of American households can't afford the basics despite record low unemployment and a booming stock market. 
The research, according to Axios, shows a wide band, about 34 million of households that live above the poverty line but cannot pay for ordinary expenses like phone bills, rent, and childcare. The full study will be released on Thursday. It is a struggle. And it's funny, like, you know, especially living on the East Coast here, Northeast, you know, you, you have a good salary, you know, you have a family. And the next thing you know, like, you don't have much left over because, you know, they have a big family like I do. It's like, the money goes quick. Very quick. And it's like, it's like, a, it's like bleeding. It's a continuous stream out, not a continuous stream in. You know, like there's food and, and then there's clothing and then there's all the incidentals that kids need in school. It's just, be, it's a really difficult, difficult thing with people, anybody, with anybody, actually. And, it, you know, it, it, it makes me think about relocating eventually if you know it might it might have to happen because you know it's like you got to make a crazy amount of money here to be live comfortably with your family otherwise forget it you're just struggling to get to you know for the, for the basics and it's, it shouldn't be that way especially if you're making decent money it makes me sad too it makes me super sad like people like you know mail manager ma lives with me so she's she's okay but it makes me sad for like her friends she has a friend now that's going through some issues and her husband's very ill and she's like i don't know where she'll like live once he's gone and i'm like oh my gosh how could she possibly maintain a house or maintain anything in your 80s like it's super super sad i agree but we gotta come up guys gotta be a better way there has to be it really does so but we'll see you know you know everything changes so hopefully something will change for the better yes let's move on to more good news yeah um with May being the month of college and university uh, graduates, uh, Wall Street Journal reports where college grads move after school. Um, over the past 10 years, America's largest cities have been the biggest winners. Uh, New York attra- alone attracted uh, more than 2% of graduates from some 263 institutions, the most of any other U.S. city, according to the Wall Street Journal. Washington, D.C. ranked as the second most powerful magnet for college grads. Las Vegas, meanwhile, gets the shorter end of the stick, despite being among the 30 largest cities in the U.S., Vegas has limited drawing power among college grads. I mean, unless they want to be dealers, I don't know. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, just three schools um, sent over 2% of their grads to the city in the past decade. I mean, that makes sense. What, Vegas isn't like a booming industry for, for graduates. It's a it's a tourist city. Right, right. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't find that that fascinating. Um, this is uh, – let's go on to the next story there real quick because, you know, that, that's interesting. And obviously New York is like the business capital of the world. Um DC politician, you know, politics and, and lobbyists, you know, obviously lobbyists run this country. So I guess these kids, you know, they know, they know where the money is these days. You know, it's, when we were growing up, you didn't know where the money right. was. Now, you know, I was like, right. okay, I'm going to go be an intern for a lobbyist and learn how to lobby. And I'm going to lobby people and then make a lot right. of money. The end. Okay. Um, <laughs> but this, I was j- jumping to this uh, tuition to almost double by 2036. I mean, oh my God. It's just it, people are are already struggling with college loans now. So listen, college tuition should nearly double by 2036. CNBC says bringing total costs for an undergraduate degree at the likes of Stanford, Harvard, and MIT to as much as four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Might as well be. Um, citing investment platform Wealthfront, the news service said that the forecast applies expected annual inflation to current tuition data degrees at public universities will also climb to about 184,000 from 101,000 now. Oh my God. Undergraduate 
degrees. Ridiculous, because which is like you know just undergraduate degree now is like you just you just have to have one. But then again, you don't because uh, I don't open up a whole can of worms. But you know, a lot of kids now are learning to be entrepreneurs at a very young age, and. I almost feel like like um, Melissa's friend got his. Uh, he's in the welders union in New York, and he makes really. Dude, good Dude, I was money. just going to say that. Learn a trade. Yes, you know, because you could always do both. You can learn a trade, make some money, take some classes. I mean, instead of going for the college loan, uh, you know, school student loans, and just burying yourself. I know people pay their loans for 20, 30 years. It's crazy. Insane. Doesn't make any sense to me. So you meanwhile, for me, my kids, like my 10-year-old's playing the cello. We play with the fifth grade orchestra. He's only in fourth grade. You know, I'm trying to, and I found out uh, from a friend of mine, her son got a full ride playing the stand-up bass. I was like, I'm going to keep this kid, you know, involved in music, you know, and he had an art project that was in the art show. Like, I'm going to keep my kids, you know, focused on things like that and, uh, and see what kind of, you know, what kind of scholarships and things they can get because... This is this is ridiculous. It's crazy, and you know what? All I was very fortunate that my kids all got scholarships. I mean, not full rides, but they got partial scholarships for sports and whatever, and, and academics. But you really do, Seth. You really have to to focus, have them focus on something, and be well rounded because you need. To, there's no way, no way that kids can go to school and get an undergraduate degree in a, in a local school for one hundred and eighty four thousand dollars. No. I'm about to have my fourth kid, and I, I, I don't even have the the, the uh, savings, uh, college savings set up yet, or anything. It's just I can't do it yet. Right. I want to, and I hope I hope to be in that position very soon. But for now, it's like I, I can't. I, right now, I just got to take care of the family as is. I can't worry about you know, ten years down the line, twenty years down the line. I can't do it right, right. now. Right, right, right. So, it's so understandable. Yeah. So keep them, yeah, keep them focused in 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 you know, like keep their academics on the street narrow, but then give them the extracurriculars that the, the sports, the, the music, the arts, you know, go with that. Absolutely. Definitely going to do that. And, and as we get a little older too, we're, we'll, we'll start trying to start our own businesses as well with the kids. Absolutely. So they understand how things are done. Now, I'm not talking about lemonade stands. I'm talking about real business. Yeah, real business, baby. Yeah. Now, wait, did you watch real any business. of the Royal Wedding? Oh my God. Me. No. I, okay. Here's, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm not knocking anybody that did watch it. It's, I don't really have time to watch that. No, stuff. I didn't watch much of it either. But Ma, like a couple times, I'd go in to talk to Ma, and she'd be watching it, and she'd be like, "Look at this! Look at this!" So I, I really, honestly, did not watch any of but pieces, like pieces of Ma going, "Look at this! Look at this!" Um, because she wanted me to see them. So, so I thought this was a really cool, kind of interesting, since we don't have um like a queen or the royal, the royal lifestyle. I decided, I thought it would be fun if we did the first ladies U.S. Royal Day. This I like is, it. This is and the I, day in the royalty of first lady of the United States. I will, before that, I do like to say that uh, Harry seems like a cool guy and it seems like he does a lot of charitable work and philanthropic work. So, you know, definitely that's a great thing. It's great to be able to take that notoriety that he has and be able to do some good with it. Oh so, no, I totally you know. love him. I think he's K- kudos yeah, to him. I agree with you. He's a, he's a great guy. He seems like a fabulous human being. I mean, he's outspoken. He's broken so many traditions by by doing the things he said, you know, doing the things he's done, and and not to just be, marrying who he married, yeah, not yes. to be a 
buster just that he believes in what he believes in and he really holds true to it absolutely all right so let's talk about let's talk about our first yes our Uh, royal family you know you know while her husband uh, president trump has sought out a very public life first lady melania trump has chosen to remain fairly private and that's true it's like you don't except for the jokes like they don't hold hands or whatever and people kind of pick on them but for the most part she she does her own thing you know she spends a lot of time caring for their son 12 year old baron she calls herself a full-time mom and since moving to the white house last june um trump has taken on many duties required of first ladies from decorating the residence to planning official events uh melania mrs trump rises not long after 5 30 a.m when her husband wake, wakes up the couple sleeps in separate bedrooms well that's weird why why is that even public knowledge uh she then gets their 12 year old son baron ready for school which often entails ensuring he has his homework in his backpack Mrs. Trump considers raising her son her first job along with getting Baron up and ready for school every day. She also uh, made his breakfast and lunch. Has she really? Is that true? I believe she does. She, I believe she does. She makes it herself? Yep. All right. I don't know about that. Uh, but I'll take your word for it. She works out daily, does Pilates, walks around wearing ankle weights and plays tennis. I believe all of that. <laughs> she follows a healthy diet, reported to eat seven fruits per day. I want to know which fruits these are. Often starts with a smoothie or oatmeal for breakfast. She will indulge sometimes with chocolate, ice cream, or Diet Coke. Her healthy lifestyle extends to sleeping. She prioritizes getting a good night's sleep. During the day, she sometimes hosts White House meetings or attends them with her husband, including ones with administration officials on the opioid crisis and her Be Best initiative. Mrs. Trump spends much of her time working with and advocating for children and frequently visits schools and children's hospitals. She usually stays out of the West Wing and often doesn't check in with President Donald Trump while he's working, unless the two have an official event together. When not in the public, she spends a lot of time with her parents and son. Her parents have joined her in Washington, D.C. For more on our first lady, uh, Melania Trump, go to businessinsider.com. Yeah, I think she's um, kind of low-key and cool. I mean, again, the whole thing is I, I really kind of like had new respect when I found out how much she does with her kid. I mean, with Barron. I mean, it's so easy. She's such an easy target to pick on, you know, so it's you know, based on the whole situation and everything. But at the end of the day, she's a mom, you know, and, and obviously you and I respect that as parents and, you know, and that should be her first job. And, and so if that's really the case, I hope it is. It's She deserves a lot of credit for that because a lot of people, God, even in my town where I live, a lot of people think they're too important and they're too busy to give the focus where it needs to be, which is their kids. That's why I see a lot of jerky kids in my town. I agree. Can you I say know, that? I, is that okay for me? Our to say? battle cries. Yeah. And my battle cry is always talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. A lot of people are like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know what's going on with all these school shootings. I don't know what's going on with all this stuff happening. Kids and you know bullying and suicide. Don't, get me, don't get me started. It, you talk <sighs> to your kids. Damn it! Stop burying your head in your phone. Stop. Stop thinking that making a, an extra buck or two is the most important thing in the world. Talk to your kids. And. And uh, just on this, and I want to get to a whole can of worms here, but there's no privacy with your kids. With the, with the, you know, like this this shooter, and the dad's like, "Oh, we were really close." No, you weren't. Right. Like, you you weren't on you weren't in his business. You weren't seeing what's guys kids walking out with a trench coat with "Born to Kill" t shirt on, and you don't you have a red flag? Come right. on, like he's complicit. I, you have to know. Like, my kids are not going to just have their own privacy with their online and all that stuff. I need to know what's going on. Right. And, and if you don't like it too bad, like you need to know what's going on with your kids and they, you can't just let them have their phones and computers all night in their room. Sorry. Not Be a parent. Yes. Not a friend. Not your, not their friend. Right. Exactly. 
Uh, uh, you know, this actually fits right in for our emails. The first email is kind of a great segue into what we're talking about. So I'm going to jump right into emails if that's okay with you, One Tough Mother. Do it, please. Okay, email number one, dear One Tough Mother. Do you think it is appropriate for my 17-year-old daughter to go on vacation with her 17-year-old boyfriend's family to Italy for 10 days? We trust our daughter, love her boyfriend, and respect and like his family. We will never be able to afford such a vacation for our daughter, and the opportunity to see Italy with a family whose relatives live there may never come again. But I am absolutely torn. I'm afraid of the flight, her being so far away from us, and for so long. I realize anything they do over there physically they could be doing here. So it's not so much that. It's the distance and time that is getting to us. What would you or Seth do? Um, I'd let her go, actually. I mean, I, I totally, yeah, I'd let her go because a, this person actually is very realistic. Anything that they're doing that they do over there, they could do here. So that's, that's a pretty eye opening realism right there. But I'd let her, I understand the fear of her being on a flight in Europe and you're, and she's in another country and she's away from you and she's 17 and there's a lot of crap that's on the news and there's a lot of things happening. So I get your fear. But are you going to live in fear and you're going to teach your kids to live in fear? you got to let her go, I think. I agree really 100%, except I'm just throwing this caveat in there. You know when you hear these stories about people, and I'm sure – I know you, and I know you've had this feeling too, where if she, she's not really coming across this way, but if you have that feeling in your gut that you feel like something bad is going to happen, you know, some, sometimes it's just that gut feeling. And that could eat you up, you know, and and it could be there. You know, some people, you you have intuition, you know, this person could have, she's not really saying that though. So from what she's saying, I think she's just a little nervous and I think it's fine. You know, you trust the family, you know, you want the itinerary. You should, you should get their itinerary where they're going to be, what they're going to be doing. Have your daughter check in with you. You know, it's 10 days. They're from there. So they're, they're, they're very familiar with their surroundings. So, you know, I would, I would also most likely let my daughter go. Melissa, on the other hand, I don't know what she would say, but, you know, we probably have to discuss it. But, you know, if it was up to me, I would let her. You know what? And now that you bring that up, when I was in Ireland with my son, um, you can text, uh, you know, most most um, mobile carriers have a plan. Well, you just do it. anyway. Whatever you have to do, you make that right. happen. So it yeah. communicate. Yeah. The least you can do if your daughter's getting a free trip, you can pay a couple bucks to make sure you guys can communicate. Yeah, definitely do that. Set up a, you know, set up something that you can communicate. So, yeah, I'm going to say as tough as this would be for me, if my daughter was 17 and she came home and said this, I would so totally be like, oh, you're going to be so far away from me. I'm going to be, but I'd have to let her go because she could be in college down the street and something could happen. So who knows, you know? Or college in another state. I mean, and also the fact that she she likes the family and, and trusts. You know, that's that's yeah. huge. That's yeah, everything. Yeah. So, okay, so we're in agreement on that one. Let's move on to email number two. Dear one tough mother, my mother is addicted to contests. Ever since she retired, she's constantly applying for contests or buying items that will enroll her into contests to win money, trips, or cars. Yes, go win. Okay. <laughs> Every single piece of junk mail she gets, she saves, reads, and applies for the gimmick. She scans the internet for giveaways. Daily, she spends hours applying for Amazon.com giveaways. Some of these giveaways, you just click to apply. However, some require you to sit through a 30-second video or subscribe to their newsletter. I think she's going nuts. My mom receives mounds of mail now, ridiculous products she will never use, but may make her odds better, and and tons of newsletters by mail and email. 
The number of catalogs he receives did not fit in her mailbox, so the postman must leave them stacked on the porch. We've spoken to her time and time again. In one year, she has two credit cards hacked, and yet she's still secretly applying. What do you suggest we do to help her stop? She's bored. Clearly. Right? Like, she retired, and she's, like, bored. She's looking for something fun to do. I didn't hear a dad mention, so, you know, maybe, uh, you know. Don't they have some dating sites for some older people? Yeah, oldpeople.com or something. <laughs> Oldpeopledating.com. <laughs> yeah, but no, she's bored, dude. Like, do something with her. Yes. Or get her a hobby yeah, or take, something. Yeah. Or light a fire in the house. Just let all that stuff burn. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I just now realized when you said that, she said she gets tons and tons of catalogs, right? The number of catalogs, oh. she, the number of catalogs we used to get was so bizarre that my mailman used Ugh. to have to tie them together and leave them on my porch. Ugh. My mom would get Ugh, all these catalogs. I, I went on and I like unsubscribed to her from like a million catalogs. Oh, so you did it. So you had the same problem. Yeah, it but sounds she like didn't, so she didn't just, apply to contests. She just like, she might've secretly, she might've, she might've. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, well, this, yeah, I don't know. Your mom, it's maybe I don't hear your dad in this picture. If maybe he's not in the picture anymore, or he passed away, God, God forbid. Um, but you know, you have to see what's like. She's like, what, what is missing? Like, she, you have to really sit down and talk to your mom. Like, what do you want to do with your life? Because this is not good for yeah, you. Yeah, she's looking for excitement you know? somehow. Yes, you want to go to Vegas? Take her to Vegas. Yeah, know? play. Uh, Sports sports betting is now legal in New Jersey. Take her to the Monmouth track down the shore in Jersey. Come to Jersey and bet on some sports and watch some horses. I don't know. You gotta. You have to really communicate with her and see where her head's at, and just tell her that this is getting carried. It's getting carried away. You're getting hacked. This is the best way to get hacked. If anyone's listening, you know, is to keep putting all your stuff out there. You will get hacked. She's already hacked, had two credit cards hacked. I've had things hacked, and I don't do anything like this. So. It's just not healthy, no, no. and you know, and she needs to find something else to fulfill her uh, her time, her emotionally, and you know, whatever excitement she needs to find. And I was serious about dating. If she is a single older woman, like go, it doesn't mean, it does not have to be like a romantic or anything. It could just be meeting people, and making friends. Just get out, get out of your comfort zone, and get out of the house, and stop looking at that. The other stuff. thing is, I was thinking. Of- you know, when male manager mom was having her knee down, there was like a lot of ladies in the hospital that just came around and like, they, they were like visitors, I think. They just come in your room and they like bring you like a pad and paper or a pad and pencil and they're just nice and are, is everything going good and how's everything going? Like maybe you could, she could volunteer to do something. Yeah, why not? I mean, she sounds like she she's just looking for some excitement. I don't know. Yes. She needs to do something. Yeah. She needs to find it. You need to sit down with her and really have a heart to heart and really say like, this is not, this is not what your life's about. You can do better. Right. Or at least, at least, you know, try to limit it. I don't know. I don't know if she can quit cold Turkey or what, but it's just too much. And there's more to, there's more to life than, than that. And it's just garbage. Right. In, in my Me opinion. Too. All right. Let's go to our last email of the day. Dear One Tough Mother, our six-year-old son Jax has severe separation anxiety. Getting him to go to kindergarten this year has been horrific. He couldn't go to school at five years old because he missed a cutoff date. And my husband thinks 
That is why he can't separate from me. All right. Can I stop right there for a second? Your husband's not a doctor, I don't think. So, you know, I, I'm very opinionated at times too. And then I have to step back and say, you know, you have these opinions, but what are they based right. on? Because um, a lot of kids miss the cutoff date and, and don't have separation anxiety. Uh, we have a three-year-old who's independent and outgoing. So I don't think it's how we've been, what we've instilled in Jack's. But I'm beginning to wonder. I can't go through this again next year when he goes to first grade. It totally stresses out our family. I want to help him uh, get him help. I want to get him help over the summer, teach him confidence and independence. But I'm not sure where to go. Do either of you have any suggestions? First of all, yeah, counseling of some sort. Of course. I mean, there's you know, talk to your pediatrician right off the bat and find out if there's some counseling. But how about like some Seth? Well, like what is about a summer program? Like some kind of not camp where he sleeps there because he's young, but you know, something that he does two or three, two days a week with a bunch of kids. I don't know. I took, um, I took Alex to his uh, kindergarten orientation and, um, I just sat back, you know, he got in line. He just kind of, he just goes with the flow, right? He's just a, you know, he's just a good normal kid. But I'm watching some of these kids and I'm seeing this, what she's talking about crying and screaming, carrying on and pulling from their parents. I'm like, what is going on here? Holy cow. It's, but I, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to be judged. I'm not judgmental. I just mean like, wow, it's like, what's, what's wrong with these kids? And, you know, severe separation anxiety is a real thing. So I don't know if that was diagnosed or if that's something that says your opinion or if that's a, you know, a term that's official, but maybe your son is suffering from something. And I don't know if it's just about cutoff dates and time. And, you know, you can't compare them to your three-year-old because they're two different people and different personalities. My kids have very different personalities. So, uh, long story short, yes, I agree with you. You have to, get, you know, get some counseling, get him checked out, and see, see where he's at. I mean, I'm sure there's some some testing and things they can do to see what's happening. And just, I don't know. I think of things like I always go to diet too, because I because that was always I always think things like, does he have a, does he eat a lot of sugar during the day, and and is he does he is he a good eater, and is he and is he Mm. those things yeah i think my no i know i know diet depends how how yeah how severe or how much yeah, right and- yeah if i agree with that but i don't know there's a it could be a lot of things so we can just sit here and speculate but ultimately you have to get a, a professionals to, to check yeah. them out and and really get to the bottom of it otherwise you're gonna be very frustrated and like and if you're frustrated think about how jacks feels yeah it's key key is and I, if you went through a horrific kindergarten year and thought, okay, he's just young and he's in kindergarten his first year, he'll get over it. And he didn't get over it, dude. You need to take him to the doctor and and getting him some help because he the kid's clearly frustrated and clearly has anxiety, and he needs to be helped through it. Agreed. Okay. So in the meantime, today's mother says is. And I'm opening it up. Sorry about that. Of course, it wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hold on. This happens once in a great while. It says, life is all about how you handle plan B. Think about that one. And the, that really does hit this last email. And I didn't realize it. Life is all about how you handle plan B. Because plan A does not always work. In fact, I'm going to say 
most of my plan A's did not work. That's it's yes. You got to be ready for anything, right? Right. And I like that. Yeah. So life is all about how you handle plan B. So think about that. Thanks everybody. Thank you again to Jamie Hess for being on our show. You're amazing. And come stop back next week. Again, we're going to have another incredible, incredible show. So, Hey, happy Memorial day. Oh yes. Enjoy your Memorial day weekend. You as well. Thank you very and everybody much. be safe. Do, do some safe, fun things and, um, you know, have a great time. Don't go crazy though. You're a little crazy. Just be safe. Be safe. Have a great one, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.